I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, joined always uh, uh, by my side, my co-pilot, my wind beneath my wings, Shane W. Rennan. How are you doing, Shane? Oh, I am very, very well. Thank you very much. Wind beneath your wings. That's a new one. That's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, you're just, just feeling it today. Uh, and alongside us, uh, we have Finian Murphy, Marketing Director at CORE. Welcome to the podcast, Finian. Thanks, guys. Um, now, Finian uh, is a, another... A, a newly launched uh, podcaster as well, so uh, we have to be on our best behavior, very, very professional, kind of show face today to show that we actually know what we're talking you about. You guys are my mentors. It. You're my mentors. I'm just looking for <laughs> advice today. We're the OGs, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, it's great to build each other up. <laughs> um, no, in all seriousness, uh, Finian, uh, it's great to have you yeah. on, on the podcast. Um, your, your marketing director in core, how does one market direct one of the biggest communications companies in the country? Um, yeah, Just we a have a small question to start off with. Over, <laughs> over 300 of us in core and, um, you know, we, we do everything from media to creative research strategy, and I'm going to leave stuff out, so I'll stop there. But, um, <laughs> we have lots lots to talk to the market about we're really excited about where things are going and um yeah my role is is sharing a lot of the the perspectives of the people in core and then uh, hopefully as well the great work that we're producing so um yeah it's a fun time lots going on yeah that's, that's a good point there about you know the actual the fact that there is 300 people in in the organization and you're obviously i'm assuming as uh, so correct me if i'm wrong you're you're, you're trying to get the good work you're doing in front of clients and prospective clients and, and existing clients uh, on a regular basis. But what you do, is there a dichotomy where you have to represent what's actually happening and what the brand is like inside when you're doing it externally and but also showing the best face you can to prospective clients? Is that a hard balance to hit? Well, when you're creating quality work all the time, you know, it's not, it's not uh, a major you. challenge. But uh, <laughs> I know another, another key part of my role is, is working with, with the various people on on reports so you know what's going on in terms of consumer sentiment what's going on in culture so you mentioned the podcast so join the dots is our latest venture in terms of bringing people from outside of our business in and talk about their creativity their learnings about collaboration um, which is you know two key themes um within core that we're working on um but yeah it's it's um it's never quite a week in the sense that we do have so much going on that um, my job it can be quite easy in terms of being able to get stuff out there, but uh, yeah, constantly um, lining things up with that domino effect. Yeah, yeah, I'd say there's, there's, a, there's a lot going on. And when it comes to, I suppose, it's, it's, it's well-versed in terms of the last two years that we're, we're coming out of and going into the unknown, as we all know what's going on at the minute, you know things are constantly in flux and it's almost like we're used to flux or something else coming coming from a blind side that we weren't expecting and with a lot of the work you do would that would that be more in the b2b comms you know that's yeah. we know what's happening in the b2c and i had to pivot very quickly yeah. march two years ago is that the same from the b2b side you're having to, to pivot and change how you do things not just change and stick with that change but constantly change and constantly iterate yeah i mean i think you know even before the pandemic the organizations that we're prepared to, um, you know, review what's working. And then, you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I despise the word disruption, uh, even though it was used probably by myself for numerous years, but 
I think innovation and just kind of having that kind of growth mindset is a good thing um, if it's done for the right reason. So um, I think if anything, the past two years has taught us that it is good to get a, a good diverse group into the room, tease out something, figure out what's working, what's not, and then evolve that. Um, and then from, you know, as you mentioned, from a B2B perspective, I think the one thing that we've worked really hard with our clients on is just giving them a perspective on where consumers have gone. So, you know, recent predict reports showed, you know, 40% of people are planning to completely change their life, which is going to be dramatically uh, impactful on many systems. So, um, yeah, it's uncertainty is, it, is there. 40% of the country are planning on changing their life dramatically. So like, does that like move house or we've seen it obviously. Yeah. We've obviously seen it in the job market. Um, but you know, I suspect that in the next two years, people are going to make significant decisions about, uh, as you know, yourself living in the big smoke and, um, enjoying elsewhere. Um, but also, you know, figuring out what's the priority in their life. And now, you know, I think even, even more so again, you know, this week and, you know, in terms of what's going on in Europe, um, people are definitely doubling down on what, what's, what's important to them. Um, and I mm -hmm. think our clients have, you know, beginning to understand that through the, the type of research that, that, that CORE is producing. Um, so yeah, always trying to stay on top of that in terms of the sentiment of, of where consumers and citizens are. Yeah, only nothing like a global pandemic and then a European war to make people go, go. go do you know what I, maybe i don't like this or maybe i don't like living here yeah. maybe i'd like a bit of grass. i was thinking i was thinking about it last night and i was like do you remember that thing trump and brexit ah. <laughs> <laughs> take them in a heartbeat now ah, <laughs> they're easily managed easily managed yeah, that's, that's insane well there's plenty plenty there to keep uh Keep, uh, keep you busy then Finian and just just before we go into uh, your selection of, of ads um, just before we actually started recording you said something quite interesting um, almost as a throwaway comment but you hate advertising and this is uh, a show called I love that ad so can, can you unpack that a little bit first before we we, we look at the ads that you, you, you mildly like Yeah, let me let me clarify my point. Um, I think there's look effective advertising, and uh, you know advertising that makes you kind of sit up and get its attention, and then also makes you you know take an action on the back of it. In most cases in our business, it's to make a choice around the brand. It might be a better behavior. You know, for example, our work with the HSC in terms of public behavior. You guys are familiar with that as well. Um, that is that's the advertising that. I'm, I'm interested in, uh, but we also know that there's a heck of a lot of clutter out there. And I think that's probably um, frustrates me um, when I um, see the way things are going from a media channel perspective, from a consumption point of view, is that those that have money uh, can choose to switch off the advertising um, and they can choose to engage with amazing stories and content um, that, that matters to them. So look, there's there's pressure on on the business at the moment in in, term, in terms of the market to you know not only prove that it's a worthy worthy you know investment and it is um, but um, consumers are beginning to have much more empowerment in terms of switching on or off and there's a role for really great advertising effective advertising creative advertising 
Um, but there's also a lot of uh, very questionable stuff out there. So hopefully I'm bringing three to this conversation, which I think, um, well, they did have a, they did have an impact um, because I did want to focus on work that uh, got us talking or got us, you know, discussing uh, a social issue is the kind of theme that I brought today. I think okay. that's, it's, it's a definitely an interesting point because uh, we, I was only talking, we were only talking about this today about people hating ads and the assumption of people hating ads and i was like people hate shit ads and that's okay i hate shit ads <laughs> do you know what i mean um and the vast majority of what's out there globally is not that good um you know and that's just the truth of it that's the truth of an awful lot of sectors so i completely uh yeah i completely agree it's the advertising that actually gets people to sit up and take notice is the stuff that you can love or like um, that actually has an impact because an awful lot of stuff is just thrown against the wall. You know what I mean? And you can see that. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree with your sentiment 100%. Well, well that's a, a great way to segue into uh, your your selection of ads, uh, Finian. So can you introduce the first one to us and we'll, we'll take a look and then and chat about it. Yeah, so this one is uh, it's actually probably the most recent um from Alliance Insurance and uh, in collaboration with Women's Aid, it was produced by uh, the company of Huskies, um, and the name there, the title, oh, strongest women, I think is the title. So yeah, this is cool. This is one. Right, let's have a look. stops you yeah it's one that's is that running currently or just finished yeah yeah i think it came out in november um last year yeah um and uh yeah i mean it, it i think uh shane we were saying before this that uh the, my first watching it mm-hmm. um i think my discomfort was my expectation that this is the topic that needs to be treated almost with um absolute sensitivity so the energy of the energy that draw, drew me into that initial um the, the, into the piece of work the energy that you expect to be for like a sports ad or a mm-hmm. you know some kind of sports tech or something and then you're if i even if i use the word you're 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 hit with the reality of that situation really quickly um, I think is hugely powerful, but as I say, I think when, when I first watched it, it was it was discomfortable because of my expectation. But that was on me. So I think you know when yeah. I went back to it again, uh, who you know who who am I? Because particularly that women's aid, 
were involved in this, who am I to kind of question how this should be treated? But I think in the way in the way it has been treated, it's it's super contemporary, and mm-hmm. I think it very much taps into that again, kind of ex. You know, many of us think, oh well, just leave that situation, and of course that's mm-hmm. not that's not the case, and I think it represents that so well. I think what I, yeah I agree with you it took me a few watches to kind of get gather my thoughts on this you know what I mean and I think it was initially just kind of walking around the house and then you'd see because once you see the start of it I'm like oh it's another whatever uh, fitness ad as you said fintech or something like that but um what I thought then when I did eventually kind of get my hand I'd, I'd see clips of it and then I'd be like wait what is that is that part of this and then I'd, I'd start to piece it together and then I'd watch that I watched the whole thing in a whole I just love what I really or enjoyed about it, or what kind of hit me about it, was the way strength is communicated all the time through fitness brands with this kind of high pace, putting yourself under pressure, making yourself stronger, and like putting that on on people, on women, and it's that's not necessarily what strength looks like from a day to day perspective for some women. You know what I mean? They don't need to apply their own pressure in the gym to have themselves become stronger because everything they're going through in their life is making them stronger anyway. And I think to to compare those two things and to, to, to bookend them and to, as you said, be, make it super contemporary and, and put that topic in there, I thought really just, it, it, it was one of the few ads in the last couple of months that I took note of. You know what I mean? Um, that I was like, that's that's just interesting that they did that. And with Women's Aid being involved, as you say, because it was a bit of that as well. I was like, is this, is that the right way to go about this? Do I, how does that make me feel? And it's was like, as you said then, but then who cares how it makes me feel? Um, but the fact that Women's Aid was involved in that, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I see what they've done there. And I, I just really enjoyed that, that they just flipped that bog standard, like fitness crap of strength on its head and they put something completely different in there. And it just, mm. that's what grabbed my eye on it. I just mm. thought it was super interesting. There is some thing that made me think about in that ad is the diversity of the characters in it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Uh, and that, and and this is a blind spot that I have for sure. When I'd never expect to see an old older woman be considered as someone who is is vulnerable in that situation, um, and not only did they do that but they they also represented you know financial abuse and and not mm-hmm. having uh, financial independence there the fact that she's trying to squirrel away the money before uh, her partner comes home so that 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 made me think completely because i didn't expect anything like that you know and it, because it's not what something you're exposed to that much so that was great to see to see that 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 was just one example of, of the diversity in it that 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 opened my eyes from, from the piece so we've just had to do a quick change uh, of headphones, hence Finian has a lovely new pair of headphones on him, if, in case that looks weird to anyone. But uh, Finian, you, you were saying uh, your, your point there. Yeah, so it, this piece came out in uh, late November, um, and you know, as it played out into the new year, I think the conversation, um, you know, tragically, Ashley Murphy um, was killed. Um, it sparked again in terms of you know, male violence against women, and um, I think this piece, like you know, a great TV show, they're really useful to to get that conversation continued, and also to 
provide a perspective from the survivor's perspective, you know, the survivor's experience mm -hmm. as well. Um, and, you know, tragically as well, given the nature of this subject, so much of what we don't see happens and occurs. And I think the fact that the scenes are uh, within what we all hope is a home, but behind closed doors is revealed um, so well in this piece. So, yeah, kudos to yeah. Alliance and uh, to, to Women's Aid and, and Huskies as well. Yeah, Huskies brought yeah, it. Yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, it's really powerful. Produced really well. Yeah, produced really well. Like the cinematography alone is, is gorgeous and it kind of, it helps that that intro where it kind of puts you on a different path and what what ad you think it is but just even the the colors and and each as you said they're they're set in their homes and they all look like lovely homes as well do you know it's, and i just think all that that comes together along with the the actual music is 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 really important it's, it's very well tempo from it's very well start. thought through thought through from start to finish it's very well thought through and handled yeah it's yeah. impressive impressive piece of work um great uh, great one to to kick off uh, your episode finian um so thanks very much for, for bringing that one um what can we expect from our next ad yeah so we're thinking sticking with the theme of uh i suppose sparking a conversation and also in terms of you know gender role and what's expected in terms of in this case of being a man um so this is from i think to uh, lost all track of time i think it's maybe 2018 in fact it's around then yeah. um, it was gillette's uh, we believe the best men can be and uh yeah well we'll speak to this in a moment but um uh it, this one definitely started a, a global conversation for for good or bad okay brilliant let's uh, let's have a look bullying the me too movement against sexual harassment masculinity is this the best a man can get Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. But she says And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right way. Not cool, not cool. Some already are. In ways big Yo, men. and small. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. There we go. There's an ad. There's a blast from the past. An ad I haven't seen since it actually came out. Yeah. So, um, so this was a, you know, one that um, was 
uh, rightly or wrongly uh, criticized because it was appealing to the woke culture um, and it ended up being the most disliked video on YouTube within uh, 24 hours, which is uh, a pretty impressive result. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, it, was, uh, it came out from, from PNG, obviously, um, and built on their very, very long, you know, I'm sure you guys remember growing up with the, the best a man can be, the best, mm-hmm. uh, am I messing it up now? Not the best a man can be. The man can best, get, isn't it? Thank you. The best a man can yeah, get. Yeah. yeah. So there's a twist on that. Um, and um, I think it's, you know, from a commercial point of view, it's, it's, it was rightly criticized as, is this going to sell uh, razor blades? Uh, or what's it going to do for the brand? Um, I think I'll, I'll park that side of it because what it definitely did do um at a global level with obviously money behind it, it it got a lot of people questioning where men were at in the conversation, not just on um, movements like Me Too and Time's Up was pretty prominent conversation at the time as well. But in general, is this the is this the kind of definition of what, what lads want to be? Um, and uh, yeah, as somebody that's I spent a number of years looking into this as a topic. I thought it was really interesting. And, you know, back then in 2018, you know, the likes of a Joe Rogan was rightly annoyed by it. And, um, you know, at the same time talking about how great Putin was. Um, so it's, it was, it was one that was controversial, but I don't really understand why it was because it really just was questioning, um, you know, what, what's good, uh, what we want rather than telling us, you know, it was portraying I, scenes. Yeah. What I find really interesting that when I came, that came out first, I didn't like it. I didn't, you know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is Gillette talking to me about this? Right. I don't even shave. So like, um, <laughs> uh, I was just, was like, this is just strange. I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah, and I felt yeah. like it, around that time. And, uh, I know there was an awful lot of talk online about it. Um, like from yeah, Rogan, all, all comedians used it as a as a as a punching bag for a while. Um, talked about I think there's a parody video. Did, did yeah, SNL, yeah, yeah. someone did a parody yeah, one yeah. on it? Like it, it got an awful lot of clicks all around YouTube. Generated a lot of ad revenue. Um, but what's in? But as I said, I hadn't seen it since then. I did, and I wasn't really had an opinion. I just was like, this is this is strange. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, what it's is this? Yeah. It's right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, but looking at it now. I think it's aged very well um, in, a, in a sense for me to be like, I watched it there and I was like, without that shit storm of negativity from the male population online, which was going around that time, right? To even have that, even having everyone point out, even the kind of cl- some cliche acting in it and stuff that's, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to just watch it for what it is and what it's trying to say. And then, given even what's happened in Ireland over, as we mentioned over the last couple of months, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. I know it's not necessarily selling razor blades, but it's, it's, it's the message makes sense. You know what I mean? Don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Improve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be a better man. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I I don't see why. It's just weird. I was because as I said, I hadn't seen it since it came out, and I watched that there, and I was like, yeah, I have no problem with anything they've said there. <laughs> so it's. I don't know. I found it interesting to watch it on rewatch. 
definitely you know what is it four years four years on but uh, I, and they did they suffered a huge backlash yeah i mean in the end i think in the end that it was it was a positive result because yeah. as you say once that kind of the angry the angry white middle-aged yeah. man spent all their time for 24 hours down voting on youtube <laughs> The majority, the rest over that long tail came in and were like, no, yeah, maybe actually, as you say, there is some hammy scenes in it. Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, the message isn't the worst. And in fact, well, I have been thinking about that dick in the group that mm -hmm. I don't really like hanging around. So maybe it's not a bad thing to put out there. It's just another example, I suppose, of when you present the reality of the situation, yeah. you will make people feel uncomfortable, but also a lot of other people are going to go, Actually, I'm kind of glad that there's an advertisement that says that because I didn't really want to bring it up as a topic, you know. Yeah. Do Do, do you reckon this 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 is just a theory now? But that was that was back in the heady days of 2019 and pre 2020. Do you re Do you reckon there's a little bit of a going around then that, like we've obviously had the global pandemic, there's wars going on, there's everything like that. We now realize there's actually bigger shit to figure fish to fry. Uh, as opposed to that being lashed on as and that becoming the big thing to talk about. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to now might get a little bit more slack and taken for what the message is. I don't or think is so. It just I don't think yeah. so because if anything, I think this was, you know, it wasn't necessarily the start of, you know, the so-called culture wars, but no. that continues to this day to such a point where, you know, you know people are being allowed um say fairly you know if you look at say what's the conversation around um the pandemic and vaccines over the past couple of months and years um a lot of it is is on, off the back of dividing people either, very binary and mm. most people actually mm. sit in the middle of this you know we may not all agree that all men should be x y or z we're probably going to agree that they should definitely be an X and a little bit of Y, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think the Pierce Morgans of this world who criticize at the time, Joe Rogan's, you know, to, for me as a guy, I'm kind of happy not to have been on their side of it back in the day. Mm -hmm. And more so just to your point, eh, this is kind of interesting, you know, it's not mm -hmm. going to make me, it's not mm -hmm. going to change the world, but it's interesting to see certain uh, portrayals of where guys were at or where what, they are still at you know what i think what what's interesting about the down like right on this yeah. for men at the time let's just take that as an example uh, what it screams to me of is if you have a friend who drinks too much and you tell them they drink too much their initial reacting reaction is going to be overwhelmingly negative and accusatory towards you that you don't drink too you don't drink enough why are you saying that that's not yeah. cool don't yeah, do that yeah, they're yeah. going to feel they're going to get their back up but then after a while that seed being planted in their head regardless of how they reacted at the time can has a can have a positive effect the next time maybe they they go for a drink they're, they're maybe like oh someone did say that i do drink maybe maybe that why would they say that if there's not yeah, something yeah. yeah so i think that's where the power of this from a long tail point of view to, from having that uncomfortable conversation particularly at men putting that out there and making it uncomfortable for those men who down liked the whole thing um and who who gave out about it is while initially it 
was received negatively, the overall positive of the message could have a long tail effect once yeah, they yeah. calm down, you know? Yeah, and I mean, um, hopefully as well, what I'm trying to present today is, you know, the outcome on this is um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the scenes around role modeling. So this idea at mm -hmm. the end of this piece, which is around, you know, our sons. And uh, again, you know, my son is five going on six. And, you know, he's beginning to see the difference between him and girls in terms of mm -hmm. what, we, what we expect of them, what we perceive. Um, so uh, the, the, the piece, when, it, when the piece came out, I just thought it was really interesting to see how role modeling was being used as a kind of device to, to bring about change. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, one at the time as well, was, you know, Nike stood in terms of uh, partly Black Lives Matter, I suppose. They weren't that explicit. Um, and all the you know, similar bros were burning their shoes. Burning their, yeah, burning like, their shoes. Yeah. And I think to your to your point, Shane, you know, is that okay? They get they can get angry in the first twenty four hours, and they can throw their blades in the bin, and they can burn their shoes. Mm. But there's probably some shit going on with them, and it's actually we need to figure out well, where you what why you do why you behave like this, you know? Yeah. Um, you don't want to really be like burning your own shoes. It doesn't make any sense. You're gonna have no shoes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and some of them were going out and buying shoes yeah, yeah, and burning them. Yeah. I remember this interest. I remember yeah. watching this unfold. Yeah, I mean, because like, what is happening? Two or three days later, Nike stock went back up because, of yeah. course, Nike knows that you know a more diverse market for them as well is beneficial. So, um, yeah, I mean, between, you know, I think, as I said up front, there's a lot of good cr criticism of purpose-driven marketing. Um, mm -hmm. But what I do like about it as a category, if I can use that word, yeah. is that it um, it stimulates conversations about, um, you know, a topic not, you know, doesn't necessarily have to go one way or the other, um, but at least it gets people talking about things. And I think that's that's a powerful element of what advertising yeah. is doing. Yeah, completely. When you said, Finian, that you're going to bring uh, an ad that really got people talking, I was, I was really excited that we get the Pepsi uh, Jenner ad. <laughs> uh on the podcast i didn't think anyone would be brave enough to bring that on but but no, this this is this is equally as good to to, to to go through um great selection really good really good talking points uh, around it too and i suppose that brings us to your your final ad last but uh, certainly not uh least what's our last ad we're going to see yeah so we go back again to the um hazy days of 2015 um so in 2015, after uh, I suppose decades of um, conversation around LGBT rights, citizens' assembly, and then eventually there was a, a referendum on the right for gay people to marry. Uh, so this piece is um, produced by uh, John Butler, starring David O'Doherty, um, and it was essentially added to convince people to go out and vote. Um, and uh, yeah, can we have a look at that? Brilliant. Let's give it a look. Ones go on the bottom, the blue ones go in the middle, yellow ones on top now, yellow ones on top, that's all he needs to remember. 
Go for it. Go for it, Brian. I'll bring in some red folders. I'll leave them there for you. Put them happy one and uh, he's... It's 10 o'clock and this is the news. I could not get a chance to vote. It is Friday, so I'm, you know, work. Next time. That's uh, probably the one of the most perfectly cast uh, pieces I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And sure, Aaron, you're a big John Butler fan with your bad self. I feel like you reference uh, your bad self all the oh, time. a lot. A in, lot of yes, your you bad do. self. More so um, than anyone should. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One of the, one of the, one of the, the, the unsung, unsung gems uh, of Irish comedy history. Yeah, it's, it's uh, great, great to have you too for that reason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So this this was. Um, I mean, this is a, a a personal favorite of mine because it was at a time where I had thrown myself into the marriage uh, equality referendum, um, which began, I suppose, I suppose late in the day, um, in kind of December January of 20, 2014 going into to, to January, um. I began to ask a couple of friends, like, I don't really see much going on in terms of communicating to the majority of the population who are going to vote on this about, mm -hmm. you know, from a straight perspective. So um, we um, we looked at developing a campaign. Um, I started, a, I suppose, a shop, Agility, with a number of people. And um, we took this on as a project. So Straight Up for Equality was purely asking people that maybe had never considered um you know what marriage meant to to gay people um to to think about the need for them to turn up uh and vote um because majority of us as was proven in the referendum um wanted to support our brothers and sisters um but at the end of the day this was a democratic vote that needed to occur so we needed to uh, begin by having that conversation, what it meant, and we, we worked really closely uh, with, the, with the central campaign and all the other uh, associations that were involved in it. But this piece came about at the end of the, the campaign. So it's the 18th of May, I'm just looking at the date here on, on YouTube. And it was um, a week before, um, and a week before the polling numbers were getting, were really strong. Um, it was polling kind of 60 plus, 60% plus um, in some parts of the country it was like 75, 80. Um, so, you know, if it was just based on opinion polls, we were in. But of course, it doesn't matter until the, the votes are counted. So what we were getting back in terms of a lot of the research was that people were saying, oh, that's a sure winner. Like, sure, I'm going, I'm going away on that Friday and, yeah. or I'll go for a pint after work and, you know, my vote, sure, it's in it's grand so yeah we had to look at uh taking that on as a brief and um it was great like david had already come to us and just asked early on in the campaigning 
you know, I'd love to be involved. Um, he pulled in John on it. We sat down with a group and we kind of teased out, okay, let's do this day in the life. And uh, as you can imagine, was uh, you know, from the result there, um, you know, the scenes that we wanted to portray was yeah. people being busier than, you know, people thinking they're busier than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately uh, we did want to um, maybe stigmatize is too strong a word, but kind of shame people into n- not uh, being involved in, in what's a historical moment. And I think to this day, knowing some people who didn't go and vote, they always kind of feel like, ah, I wasn't really part of that history. Um, mm-hmm. Those that did go and vote, I mean, I'm a big fan of whatever way you want to do it, but go and do it. It's a powerful thing that many people have fought for. So, um, yeah, that's it's a, it was very much about to go back to this theme of like taking a social issue, but nothing will change until you take an action on it. And uh, that's what we were trying to portray in this piece. Uh, and the thing that hearing the history behind the creation of the ad is 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 fascinating in the sense that, and correct me if i'm wrong but was the fact that it was polling so strong that was turning into a very potentially lethal for the campaign negative because it was so unanimous so the the steady voters who might be on the other side you know might show up and then because everyone's, you know, kicking back and celebrating already, yeah. toasting the win, yeah. nothing happens. Yeah, it's 100%. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think that even the night before um, the, the the vote on the, so the Thursday of the, the 22nd, I guess, uh, the there was just this sense that we'd, we'd all done it, which was a great feeling. And like, every, as in the country had done it. We were all kind of, gosh, we're like all these camera crews are, you know, because this was an international story. Like there was crews mm-hmm. from like a hundred countries landing here and and we were all like this progressive nation of the world, but it didn't matter until we counted the results. Um mm-hmm. and so yeah, you're you're spot on. Like it you know, and it was it was one of a number of different pieces of work about <clears throat> you've gotta get out, your vote matters. If you know, nothing else matters right now. Um, and we wanted to have fun that. with it as well, you know, because and like a lot of the heavy a lot of the heavy lifting, particularly from the community themselves in terms of their experiences, there was, you know, atrocious debates, like dark, dark debates from, um, you know, that were involved. Um, so we did want to have fun with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think no better man than, than David O'Doherty. I mean, my favorite scene remains to be the popcorn scene. Um, yeah, but I also because... <laughs> Like, I remember when I was being shot and it was literally going, just going everywhere all over the room. And then, you know, Amazing. as you guys know, from production point of view, you know, behind the scenes, picking up all the popcorn out. Yeah, yeah. That's what matters. What made me really smile was the glass bottle and activism. I just loved that. I just, that was, that was just, to me, like, that was, I just loved it. I could just see so many people doing the f- fuck all littlest amount and putting, putting breaking a glass and be like I'm an activist or the ha- what's the term hacktivist um, you know what I mean they talk about it but really they just don't want to pay for the weight of the garbage that's the glass bottles but um, I just loved that that really just put it on it's uh, it was just a lovely cherry on top coming to the end of his day to be like uh, what he'd tell himself he had accomplished you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, when in fact there's something real that he could accomplish 
and he chose not to do it. You know what I mean? I just I, I really like that. I love I love the parallels drawn between those two things. I just I thought it was great and yeah, it just yeah. Uh, as Aaron said, he's very well cast on it. Yeah, very well cast. Pacing of them is really right. nice as well. The the sense of urgency that you, you're saying you were trying to describe with this campaign is in the urgency that you actually should go vote regardless of your decision just go vote um yeah you have to you can't can't be a 1001 and then be like oh shit um i remember that at the time the the day mm. of it and the, the the night before online you couldn't get away from people going just go just go just whatever you're doing just go yeah. i will drive you that the amount of i will drive you and from uh, from people that you'd be everyday peer circle to uh, more more well known names in the Irish society, just people putting up. If you're if you're in this area around these times, I will pick you up. I will drop you to a post station, uh, and that mm-hmm. that multiplied yeah. across so many different people. I've never seen I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, or um, that sense of we have to do this. This is like mm-hmm. almost like life or death type of urgency and and seriousness. Yeah, like Noel Whelan, who um, his past was an amazing political strategist, and he made the point to us early on in the campaigning that most people will make their decision up. Sorry, not most people. A third of people will make the decision up in, in the last week, but that third is is uh, is ultimately the swing vote. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, you note in this we we purposefully don't refer to either side. Now, it was being distributed by an organization who were, were aligned with the yes side. Um, but what we did want to communicate is, you know, your, you know, as the title is, your vote matters. So whatever way you come down on this, um, you know, not only do you have the, the privilege, but you have the responsibility of going and casting that. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was, you know, and I remember again, you know, in previous years where, you know, maybe we were thinking about the post-work drinks and we're like, oh yeah, the polling station's open until 10, da, da, da. So a lot of the messaging from ourselves and from others was also, you know, make your plan for, for Friday mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. skip skip the drinks or do it in the morning, you can still go for your drinks and celebrate that. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the um, the scene with Tara Flynn, who is also in this piece, you know, she's, I think she's great casting it as well, where it's like, um, you know, the mundane job you hate, <laughs> like, like how bad thing do, does your day have to be that you're just sitting there putting post notes on your face and you're not going to go and change somebody's life, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that juxtaposition was a really powerful tool. I think the guys mm-hmm. were able to, to communicate, but um, it's 24 hours after that where, I mean, on a personal level, something I'll never forget. Like by 10 o'clock, I mentioned Noel, like I met him in the RDS Count Center and he walked by me at five to 10. And Noel has been around the block many times in general elections referendums. And he just looked at me and I see, and he said, never seen anything like this. This is a landslide. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, credit to, to, the, to the population and to go back to that to the theme of, of this episode is like you know make a difference like if something bugs you go out and do something about it and uh, take an action and talk to someone about a topic or you know go vote you know go rally go march write to someone i think you know it's a powerful you know thing to be able to to do uh 
yeah, we're, we're, we're a lucky country to be able to do that in. Yeah, completely. Yeah, gorgeous. That's that's a that's a big sentiment to to wrap up the show on. That's a great way to summarize the theme of of uh, your episodes, uh, Finian, and uh, great message to leave on. So, just want to say thanks very much mm. for for bringing those and, and taking the time to come on come on the episodes. Really, really enjoyable, really good discourse, and uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if anyone's listening and wants to see those ads, go to workerfo.e for slash podcast. And if you want to help out the podcast, you can uh, like and. Uh, subscribe on any platform that you listen to us on um but for now uh till till next week thanks Fillion and goodbye thanks cheers, cheers.